everybody. Um, I'm here with um, two members from First Baptist. I have youth, youth pastor Noah Ackerman. Yes, and one of his youth is Ethan Cowles. Yeah. I always, I don't know if I'm saying it right. Um, if you want to tell us just like where you're from and so everybody can kind of get to know you a little bit. Sure. Uh, my name is Noah Ackerman. Like I said, uh, I grew up in Louisville um, and I was homeschooled there. Um, and then my parents moved my junior year of high school to Indianapolis. Um, so I, I lived there for a couple of years. Um, I, uh, I went to Campbellville University um, and met my wife um, in high school. And so we moved back after school to E-Town. Uh, then we moved here to Hodgenville. So. My name is Ethan Cowles. Um, I am currently a senior at... Lower County High School, and um, I was born in Hodgenville, Kentucky, and um, I've lived here all my life, and I plan on attending Hamilton University for Educational Ministries. That's awesome. <coughs> we were just kind of talking about that, too, because kind of my whole focus today is on youth, and I did not know Ethan wanted to be a youth pastor until like just now, so <laughs> you'll have the whole thing, and so I guess where I would want to start is what... What is leading you guys into youth ministry? Like, what is it that's drawing you in there? Sure. Do you want to go first? Like, what's drawing me into becoming youth? Yeah. Member? I feel called to, and I think it's so um, great just to reach out to um, younger people about Jesus um, and just for them to know as young as like they can mm -hmm. so they can live their, and base their whole life on Jesus. For me, he started, uh, I kind of like Ethan, I kind of started helping out my mentor, uh, who was a, a children's pastor at my home church. Um, and so I started out uh, volunteering with him, uh, going to uh, every, probably every other Sunday, helping him out um, with uh, children's programming um, every Sunday morning. Uh, then he would let me help him do big events like lock-ins and summer camps and things, um, leading a bunch of different stuff. And so that's really where my uh, passion started, uh, to focus in ministry. Uh, but I think for my whole life, um, like I said, I was homeschooled. Um, I am the oldest child uh, of my siblings. And one of the biggest things uh, that we used to do is, um, at least for me, was kind of, teach um, <clears throat> something that I that I had just learned uh, so that I knew I had uh, understood it properly um, so that's I, a teaching strategy exactly <laughs> um, and so that was big um, mm -hmm. in, in, in the, the homeschool homeschooling circle uh, that I was involved in and so I had um, been teaching for a long time maybe not necessarily a uh, officially but definitely doing aspects of teaching and so I think that also uh, kind of led into my uh, passion to teach uh, students and I think that it's it's really awesome to um, see their students growth in um, their their walk with Christ and being able to walk a walk alongside them and and help them uh, kind of guide them just uh, even just a few years ahead of them just being able to remember those those moments and being able to help uh, in any way I can so that's definitely mm -hmm. and something you said that really too that 
was one of the biggest reasons I wanted to ask you on is because I see such leadership in your youth at school. Um, and I think it kind of, I see now where it comes from. You saying that you got an interest in youth by teaching. And so I see your youth teaching. They are leading devotions during SCA. They are gathering in the mornings out in the parking lot to pray or in a teacher's room or in the hallway. The other day, y'all were quizzing each other on Bible verses. I was like, I don't know that one. I mean, and they're like reciting the yeah. whole thing. Um, and so, Ethan, do you feel like that's because, like, he gives you those opportunities maybe in the youth room? I would say, yeah. Yeah? Do you enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah. And do you feel like it helps you understand it better? Yeah. Yeah. I use that strategy in math, but it's not as fun. <laughs> it's not as fun when you put it in the math perspective. Um, but I guess, was it like that when you got there, or is that something you've seen it grow into? Um, I'm trying trying to remember. Uh, I know, like, when I first got there, there was a lot of transition in, in the senior pastor position and in the position that I kind of took over in. Mm -hmm. And so there was... Um, it was it was just a time of transition, so there wasn't. They were kind of waiting for leadership, waiting for direction, kind of in a way, not just student, but as a, as the church as a whole. Mm -hmm. And so, um, definitely trying to. I, I think I saw that a little bit, but definitely trying to 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 grow it and, and strengthen that uh, area more uh, has been a big uh, step for for us for sure. So how do you give them that boldness and that confidence? Because I see so often teenagers are not confident yet in their walk. Like they, I see a lot of faithful students, I do. But it's not been until this year that I've seen the confidence in talking about Scripture. So I guess how do you encourage that confidence or that boldness? Uh, I don't know. I think, I guess to start off, it was definitely... Uh, my wife and I, out of college, um, we knew we were looking for a uh, ministry job, um, and so we'd been praying uh, for whatever position God put us in for those, uh, for that church specifically, for those uh, students specifically, for their their leaders um, before we got there. And so I think definitely that was a big part of it was was praying um, for the the next position, the next those people, those students. Um, and then I think definitely uh, we, we used um, the summer camp as, as a springboard uh, because I remember when I went to uh, summer camp every year of high school, every summer, uh, it was huge. Uh, there's a lot of uh, spiritual growth and um, uh, it's, it's a big time because you're, you're, with, you're with and surrounded by so many uh, Christians um, and um, like-minded peers who are growing and strengthening you at the same time. And it's, such, and it, it's at a, such an accelerated rate, um, just a week. Um, and so I think that's something definitely that, that my wife and I uh, were trying to focus on and we knew was coming up uh, was summer camp and we wanted to use that. Uh, to to springboard their uh, boldness, their um, uh, courage, their all that stuff, um, and so at um, at summer camp there was a lot 
uh, as we expected, a lot of spiritual growth, a lot of uh, big changes happened in their lives, and we didn't want to let that uh, die because uh, mm -hmm. the camp high is a big thing <laughs> yes, for sure, um, and and we we wanted to use that, and so we uh, months before summer camp happened, uh, we had um, because my wife she was she she has the same education as I do, and so we kind of work as a team, um, and so we kind of uh, got ready and and kind of thought through some things that we could put into place uh, to help us uh, not just let those die, but even to let us um, accelerate us even more uh, to get even um, higher. So I think that that was maybe where it started, but mm -hmm. it, it didn't die there. Um, mm -hmm. we, we, we came back, um, we, uh, we prayed, um, prayer walked in the school, around the school before school started. Um, and then they, they wanted to uh, pray uh, before school every morning. And so I, I kind of was there at the beginning to help get it started. And now they've taken off with it, mm -hmm. and, and it's been uh, amazing. Um, we, <clears throat> we wanted to start a, a leadership type of group. Um, and so we, we kind of got that started, um, a Bible study sort of thing to where they kind of let us know what their wanting to study maybe, wanting to, maybe some things that they're uh, struggling with, um, different things. And so uh, we just finished up a like testimony type evangelism kind of thing. Um, and that's, I think that's what they were talking about, the, the, the Bible verse they were quizzing each other on. Uh, we wanted to, uh, we asked them to memorize the Bible verse for that, uh, kind of getting them ready to be able to give their testimonies. Um, well, you let me know when they're ready. We'll get y'all signed right <laughs> Absolutely. up. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's definitely uh, a big, big way. Yeah. For sure. So the Bible studies, is that like the whole youth group or do y'all have the small small group? It's a small group. There's about uh, usually six to eight. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's more of the ones who are... Um, they, they they have to be willing to okay. be there. It's not the ones that are forced. Uh, yeah. um, and and they, they come on their own, they ask their parents or they drive themselves, um, and they they do what they're asked of. They memorize the verses that we ask them. Mm -hmm. um, they, uh, they just gave their testimonies all um, this past Sunday. So it's it's been uh, huge uh, for growth, I think, for them. And they... they come alongside each other and then when they when we go back into the big group uh, they're leading everybody else they're encouraging everybody else to answer questions ask questions about the Bible when we have bigger groups uh, settings so it's been awesome yeah and I we actually were just having that conversation outside about small groups yes. I just think there's so much more room to grow in a small group because you're not as scared to ask a question when it's you know six, seven people, whereas if you, like, our FCA room today was, praise God, full. Yeah. <laughs> but I think in those situations it's hard to ask the questions because you, I mean, I feel like Ethan would agree, it's, at some, to some degree you're a little bit scared of getting made fun of. Yeah. You know, and so, like, when you're in that smaller group, it's not as common that that happens. Um, and I think it's really cool that they take it out and like even kind of make their own small groups because I feel like that is so important. Um, 
And so another thing I wanted to touch on that you had just said was y'all talked about the challenges they face. And so Ethan, would you care to share some common challenges the teenage group goes through? Um, well, for me, I feel like our school kind of, um, it's never had like, I guess, Jesus in school. Like FCA wasn't as popular, I don't think, as it is now. Mm -hmm. And it's just, um, <clears throat> I think we realize as like a youth group, you know, if some, nobody, if nobody's going to do it, why don't we do it? Because mm -hmm. um, there was no prayer circle. Um, you know, we started a prayer circle. Um, we, we put sticky notes around the school. Um, I was wondering who did that. Well, I didn't know if it was y'all. Yeah. Because I know somebody else started a prayer locker. Is that y'all too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering where they came from. I have a couple of pictures on my phone because they spoke to me. So I want you guys to know that I was having a real hard time. I was walking down the hall. I saw one of those post-its and God knew I needed that verse for that moment, so I took a picture of it. So, thank you. That was awesome. Yeah. And then we, uh, we put more, like, signs up. Um, and, I mean, it's surprising. I'm, like, not like a bad way, but I'm surprised that they haven't taken them down. Honestly, I am too. Because, yeah, our school's not big on that. And um, we just felt like, you know, the challenges we face is that there are a lot of unbelievers and mm -hmm. there are a lot of people that don't know Christ in that school. Um, so we just try to, you know, go out of our comfort zone um, and hope that people see the prayer circle and be like, hey, what is this? Maybe they want to ask about it and we can explain it and just um, find a way to tell them about Jesus. Yeah. And so like, even when you branch out of that smaller circle, because um, I think what you all are doing is great, and so like the challenges of the unbelievers, um, what do you think are like the big things that high schoolers in general are struggling with? Like unbelievers as well. Mm -hmm. um, well, people, I feel like, because um, I used to be this way, I feel like people care too much about other people's opinions. Mm -hmm. And they always um, they dress a certain way, they'll act a certain way um, at school, but when they're home, they're a completely different person. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that's a lot of um, what all high schoolers deal with. Mm -hmm. um, and just stress with um, schoolwork and, you know, for me, the future, like college and all that. Um, I just think that's a lot of things high schoolers deal with. Mm -hmm. so. And what are some challenges you feel like are in youth ministry? Um, for me or for that we see in the students? Uh, whatever you feel like. Just anything. Um, I think, okay, so maybe for me I think I see uh, students priorities really uh, it's it's very hard sometimes when uh, they know they need to be there they know they want to be there uh, but uh, sports or mm -hmm. uh, job or whatever not saying obviously that those things are bad but that um, the church can can be made uh, time for you can make time for mm -hmm. for those things um, but I feel like Brandon would probably, I cannot speak for Brandon, our youth pastor, but I, I feel like a lot of our youth is so involved in sports um, and jobs too. And so I think he would probably agree about the priorities. Like, I'm sure that's really hard to manage. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I just, of course, it just went off. Sorry. <laughs> Um, and then I guess my next question would be is what do you desire to see happen next? Because like I see this 
growth already from the beginning of the school year. Yeah. Actually, from the end of last school year to beginning, even even up till now. And so, like, where do you see this going, or where do you desire this to go? Uh, I think so. For for uh, our church, for what I'm, my long-term plan uh, is to continue, uh, I think, for the next um, year, year and a half, to be the primary, fo primary focus, be discipleship, to continue uh, to pour into the students, to, to be there uh, every day, um, and to uh, continue to uh, do those things. And not saying that that's going to stop, but after that, I think my, our primary focus is going to be more um, uh, evangelism and and more uh, being you know stepping out even further and being even more bold uh, now that they've got that foundation built uh, is and then to um, uh, take it and then go out with it uh, mm -hmm. even further um, so I think we're gonna keep um, encouraging them and keep uh, building them. Um, personally so that they can continue to um, go out and then we'll, we'll focus even more uh, strongly on evangelism and, and, and um, sharing with their friends uh, for sure. I think that would be awesome and I can almost like envision because FCA has gotten so much bigger this year. Praise God again. I cannot tell you how many prayers have been sent up about that. Is to get those smaller groups and like preparing them, like not just your youth group, but other youth groups as well, to have these peer leaders um, to try to reach more of the ones who are not believing, because I could see that being huge within the school. Um, yeah. And I know revival is thrown around a lot right now, um, but essentially that is that could be exactly what that is. Yeah. And so oh, that's exciting. Sure. And so I guess how can we, as a, like a group of people, so people who don't even because I feel like a lot of time people don't know how to support youth yeah. or like how to support teenagers because no offense Ethan but y'all can be a little high than low um, <laughs> as a teenage population oh, yeah. um, and so they don't exactly know how to work with you so what are some ways people can encourage or help local youth groups? Um, I think helping uh, your local youth group definitely talk to uh, the leaders uh, because I think you can't just generalize and, and say, you know, this is what they need. But I think if you can ask the people who are there day to day, uh, you know, in, in working with them um, day to day, uh, there's going to be specific needs that, that need to be met for sure. Um, and I know that for me even, uh, it changes all the time. So um, just, just reach out. Uh, don't be afraid to ask. Uh, don't be afraid to... Because um, I know people are willing to help, but mm -hmm. sometimes it's just it's scary to ask, maybe, but mm -hmm. don't be afraid, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think that's really good. Ethan, is there anything you want to say about how anybody could help you as far as um, a teenager? I don't know. I don't think they're... Yeah? Y'all got it covered. We got it covered. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well... Um, that about wraps up all of my questions. Um, I'm very thankful, very, very, very thankful um, for your service as a youth pastor and your involvement in FCA. 
you were an answered prayer to FCA because I legit had a person here pray over me that a male helper would come along and help in FCA awesome. and you have done that for us and um, I see great things at the school and so I think the unbelieving population will hopefully be going down as they become believers. I appreciate you.